Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. I think Bruce Willis in the 2012 film Looper said it best in regards to time travel, remarking, I don't want to talk about time travel, because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. And honestly, who really gives a shit? No matter the quantum mechanics or imbalance between the space-time continuum or some supernatural explanation for the past and present interacting, it's all theories and numbers and straws. The how is of little interest to me. It's rather the reasoning for why characters operating within a film's world choose to exploit time travel or a connection between the past and the present. How does this benefit them? Why would they dabble in that which they don't understand? The human variable is far more relatable than trying to make sense of mumbo-jumbo science fiction or supernatural explanations for how it's possible. This is what writer and director Chung Hyun Lee gets right in his supernatural thriller The Call, which is currently streaming on Netflix. The film focuses on two young women living in different time periods in the same home. Seo Yun, played by Park Shin Hai, lives in the present, and Young Suk, played by Jong Seo Jun, lives in the past. One phone connects the two, irrevocably changing their lives forever. Given the frequent jumping between past and present time periods within the film, I'm going to refer to Seo Yun as present and Young Suk as past for the remainder of my review. Because, let me tell you all, the calls playing with time become somewhat convoluted at times. The film's emphasizing on why characters exploit the supernatural connection between the past and the present, rather than focusing on revealing how it all works, is an absolute strength of the film. This makes for a character-driven film more interested in examining how drastic events can alter our course in life and how, in the end, we all wish we could replay events from our past in hopes of a new future. Let's begin with present. Her childhood is marred by the untimely death of her father who died in a fire. She herself managed to escape the fire, but not without being severely burned. Present holds her mother, who is suffering from a brain tumor, responsible as she's the one who left the oven on that caused the fire. And then there's past. Her current life is marred by an abusive and superstitious aunt who periodically tortures her as she believes that a demon resides within her. Past and present both learn of their connection to one another through a phone in their shared home and begin to form a relationship with one another. They bond over losing their fathers and having contentious relationships with their mothers, surrogate or otherwise. This connection between the phone and the house ultimately helps a friendship flourish between the two, and Chung Hyun Lee does this in more ways than one. Present is able to send past items such as gummy bears and mixtapes and music she likes by leaving them in specific places of the house in the present and then they appear in the past. This is one element that is short-lived and never really is explained, but I will revert to Bruce Willie in that who really gives a shit how any of this works. This is a sweet friendship that forms through a supernatural connection and shared grief that ultimately brings two people closer together. Does a concrete explanation of how the supernatural time travel works necessarily to experiencing this friendship? Hell no. We also learn that events that transpire in the past can affect the present. For example, in a particularly disturbing scene, past is being tortured by her aunt in their basement. A struggle ensues and hot coals are spilled on the stairs, setting the steps alight and smoke billows up from the basement. Present learns of this when she smells and sees smoke billing from the entrance to the basement in the present seeing ghostly embers appearing there. At this realization that events in the past affect the present, past offers to save present's father's life by intervening in his death. Rather than giving us this elaborate scene of past heroically saving present's father in her timeline, 
we get a very subtle but powerful confirmation that this has occurred. Present looks down to see her burn marks on her leg have magically disappeared, signifying that past stopped the fire from occurring and thus saving Present's father's life. Furthermore, Present wakes up and sees that her home is now fully furnished and seemingly full of life. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leaving a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, which drives the show's success. And now, without further ado, let's get back to today's horrifying episode. A quick walk in her garden and she's greeted by her father and mother, whom, in this new reality, are both alive and in pristine health, though every reward comes at a severe cost. Past's rescue mission of Present's father forced her to leave her home, which her aunt is none too pleased about. The continued torture and punishment of Past is contrasted to the jubilant and well-off Present and her revitalized family. This sows jealousy and animosity between Past and Present. This is shown in a terrific shot contrasting the two having meals, as Present is joking and surrounded by her mother and father during a family barbecue with lots of food. Meanwhile, Past is eating with her abusive aunt in silence, disgusted by her plain meal. The film does a great job of organically creating this tension between past and present in a way that feels very natural, rather than manufactured to push along the plot. And as this relationship's tension continues to boil over, Chung Hyun Lee does a terrific job of exploring the time travel elements to craft the film's murder mystery thriller focused second half. Early on, Past tells Present not to Google her, as she does not want her future revealed though Present can't control herself, and discovers that Past was murdered by her aunt during an exorcism gone wrong. Warning Past of her imminent death ultimately alters Past's course, seemingly for the better. Initially, Past surviving her aunt's assassination attempt results in her sudden freedom in which she proclaims that she's been reborn, which has given her a taste for killing, sending her on a rampage to conceal her aunt's murder, which quickly spirals out of control. Past's shift from prey to predator truly highlights Jong Seon Jun's absolutely fantastic performance. The ease with which she sheds her victimized skin and relishes her next kill and her drop of the hat approach to brutal violence is as unnerving as it is unpredictable. Initially, you can't not root for her. To escape her aunt's control and enjoy her freedom with lavish luxuries such as fried chicken takeout and new clothes that we take for granted. But seeing her succumb to the slippery slope of concealing her mistakes and a newfound entitlement is terrifying in just how grounded and organic of a character development it is. The film's approach to violence is that of sudden savagery that really reminded me of Park Chan-wook's film Old Boy. Characters casually committing horrendous acts of violence with seemingly little hesitation, which even surprises those committing the acts themselves. In the film's exploration of this violence, we explore how each event of the past affects the future. The animosity between past and present reaches that boiling point, and past gives present an ultimatum. Either tell her how the police caught her in the future, and she will allow present's family to live in the past. This forces a race against time as present attempts to work backwards in foiling past's plan without revealing her double cross. This cat and mouse game across time periods is really fantastic, and makes for some of the film's strongest effects moments. One particularly gripping scene involves two characters driving. One of the characters is killed in the past, and in a slow motion sequence, the vehicle they're driving is deconstructed, the passenger disappearing, never having existed in the present as they've been killed in the past. Not only a strong display of really solid visual effects, but it highlights the film's strongest aspect. It's all about the characters. 
This particular scene is a gut punch given the bond and connection between these two characters. And despite the fantastical supernatural event that is occurring, the characters and their bond never takes a back seat. The Call really does serve as another fantastic example of Netflix bearing its best content at the bottom of the barrel. This is easily one of the best thrillers Netflix has produced this year, serving as an emotionally engaging blending of the supernatural and a murder mystery. So be sure to check it out while it's streaming on Netflix. And that'll do it for another week's worth of Daily Horror Habit reviews. See you guys next week for more Daily Horror movie reviews. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.